I'm Spencer. And I'm a Briton, Ryan Straw. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 317 albums in his Pike series, Brother. And we're going to listen to them three at a time, a brother. This is Getting Head. Clowns, frowns, and residents of Pound Town, manufacturers of mounds, the band Europe who did the final countdown, Millie Bobby Brown, people who like to frown, people who wear gowns, people who have almost drowned, people who prefer their beef ground, penises who like to sound, clerks <laughs> of lost and founds, uh-huh. bloodhounds, bloodhound uh-huh. gangs, Obviously. proper nouns, proper uh-huh. noun gangs. And people melting down, kings uncrowned, tooth caps uncrowned, birthing babies' heads uncrowned. Hear that sound? A blinding mix of two dumb idiot kindly dicks. So play your tricks. We'll kick some ass. It's episode 96 of Getting Head. A Oh my god, wow. We're we're finally doing this again for the second time. Mm. Wow, audio, technical difficulties, holy shit. Today is a day of struggle, a day of great Uh, struggle. Technical (laughs) difficulty metal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Isn't that just like all metal though? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's all metal that you try to play live. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly, Mm. exactly. Um, so how are you doing in the, I don't know, 10 something hours since I talked to you, 17 hours is what you ten, said? 10 hours. Uh, yeah, like 17, 18 hours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was yeah. last night. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a thing. It's been, uh, mostly, you know, content focused. Uh, it was, mm-hmm. uh, actually entirely, uh, setting up for this podcast and editing a four and a half hour podcast that we did yeah. last night down uh-huh. into, uh, Four hours and I think eighteen minutes. So, <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah, you really cut, you really trimmed the fat there. I did, know? I did. There was yeah. I mean, fat is flavor, baby. Fat is flavor. So yeah, so you didn't trim all the fat, but you know most of the fat, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, um, yeah. We did that. We talked on microphone for like five hours last night with Pat, and it was great. Um, yeah, and and before that, uh, him and me did a watch along for two hours. So. I spent a good like seven hours just like sitting in various chairs. No, it was uh-huh. just one chair. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh, like where where's the various chairs come into play here? No, I no, I guess I guess like yeah. If you count this chair, no, it's yeah. There was two chairs. I I, I use two okay. chairs for podcasting. Can you got say multiple chairs? Can you say various though about two things? Like I think various implies three or more, right? I think no, because one varies from the other, so it's various. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> i i think you would just say alternate though like or something That's like fine. that you know yeah alternate's a good alternate but you can also use various phrases like various <laughs> okay all right i'll take it i'll take it um uh. well we're doing this now over like 
FaceTime on our iPads or some shit. I don't know. Cause like we had a bunch of insane technical difficulties. <laughs> My computer started a windows update in the middle of the night that broke everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a long time since I've had like an update, just like break everything. Like it's, you know, I've been using Macs for a long time and like, say what you will about Macs, about Apple, whatever. I've never had an update just straight break everything before. Um, this is, this is a, a reminder of what the Microsoft ecosystem is like. <laughs> but, the ecosystem, you say? Yes, yes. Is that uh, like Bill, all of all of Bill Gates' farmland that he's bought up in the United States? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, that's part of it. It's part of the ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the whole thing, though. You know, you, you get the Zune store in there, you know? <laughs> the, the Zune store, uh, Microsoft Azure, they're, uh, their own color. They have their own color now. Uh, they do. They own a color, Azure. yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting, uh, interesting uh, thing to buy. Uh, So you were telling me earlier, before we got cut off, you're telling me that you were having trouble getting the final mix of our podcast from last night uploaded. So So, yeah. Speaking of which, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about our sister podcast, Soy Trek, in which we talk about Mm. Star Trek with our friend Pat, Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Um, It is, it is. And so uh, something I noticed is, uh, so we talked for Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, for about two hours and change. Right. Uh, We talked for about uh, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, for about three hours. Yeah. And guess what we did with Star Trek 4, The Journey Home? <laughs> we talked about it for four fucking hours and change. Well, over four hours. I think our, I think the final like stream is like four hours and 40-something minutes. That sounds um, about right, yeah. We had like a, a yeah, six-minute break in the middle of it. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was something. And it was something to, uh, to fucking edit. And so like... Right. When I finally get done editing, I'm like, all right, awesome. I'm going to mix this down and put it up. But oh, no. no, 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 <laughs> not nothing is that easy in this little life. No, um, it is fucking. So I try to mix it down and immediately reason, which is like, I've never had this message before, but it said like the audio file you are trying to make is too big. Try to like bounce down smaller sections and do that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck. So, and I, I look into the problem for a while and I, I figure out that it might be a problem with like, uh, you know, the, the file page space that I have and like the right. scratch folder basically, for because sure. everything exports through a temp folder basically. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so maybe I'll just, uh, make a temp folder, like a way bigger cache somewhere. So I go and try to do that on like, some externals and an internal partition I have that are like SSD, like way faster. And right, right. also like more and nothing seems to work. So I clear off a bunch of space on like my internal HDD um, and try to try to do that. That doesn't work. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I, I bounce down the entire mix in two halves. Mm-hmm. And then I try to put it together and reason. Sorry, your file's too fucking big. I'm like, no! No! <laughs> no, so I, I do find this tool online where you can combine, like, file. You can just join audio files. And so I use that, and uh, it bounces it down to a uh, a 128 MP3 stereo, right? Okay. And the, the file at this point is uh, about 680 megabytes. So I'm like, okay, that's a big file, but fuck it. Like, I can throw it up. Try to throw right. it up on Patreon first. Apparently, Patreon's file size limit is 500 megabytes. Oh, no. So I, 
So, so I, that seems I have another. It's 2022. I, like, whose file I, I, size I, limit is 500 megabytes? What are we doing? I don't, I don't know. It's Patreon, whatever. They're not a multimedia site, exactly. They are, but they don't. They, they pretend like they're not to cut costs. I guess. Right. Um, exactly. Uh, yeah. Server space. They don't. They don't want to pay the fucking extra server space, which is why you can't put videos on there. You have to host them off of Vimeo and shit. Um. Dumb. So. I'm like, fuck it. So I, I have a tool and I bounce that down to 128 mono, which I mean, right. still sounds pretty good. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I put that up and then I go to try to put it up on uh, the thing that hosts to everywhere else but Patreon, mm -hmm. uh, um, Red Circle. And it's like, sorry, file limit is 200 megabytes. What? Wait. Yeah. What? Two. 200 megabytes so i'm like and so i usually actually uh and it's actually something the the patreon folks actually get like a fully mixed audio episode whereas uh now all of our stuff all of our stuff is always bounced down to uh 96 mono when it was on right. buzzsprout um but now i'm bouncing it down to 128 mono uh just because mm -hmm. the file sizes are usually too big but like this one was just still fucking enormous and i'm like Okay, so uh, I had to eventually bounce it down to, I bounced it down three times to different formats. I eventually had to bounce it down to 64 kilobytes per second mono. Wow. And it actually, it still sounds pretty good. It still sounds okay. pretty good, except for like, I mean, for at least for the dialogue. The the music sounds like dog shit, but whatever. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, what can yeah. you do at that point? Like, is there anything? Who cares? There's not really anything else you can do. They're, they're, I mean, they're fucking parody songs. Who cares? They're there for just a quick laugh. And I mean, it's, you know, it's like playing shit over terrestrial radio, basically. That's kind of what you it know, sounds like. So. You know, like, now that we have a podcast episode that's over four hours long, we're in, like, full-on Dan Carlin territory now. Oh, we are. Yeah, we're right? hardcore. Like, uh, <laughs> we're hardcore hard Star trek story. <laughs> But it's it's just like it's majority dick jokes though. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. like listening back to it, like it's mostly us talking about like different <laughs> characters having gay sex. And uh, <laughs> well, I mean that's the important stuff. That's what you gotta talk about. Like what what yeah. are we? What are we if we are not a vessel for dick jokes? You know. True. At, true. Uh, um, at, at Dibs Media, what are we? What are we doing? That's a great, great question. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds like a fucking saga. That sounds uh, yeah, what, terrible. Do you, have you had any any sagas lately? Well, I mean, yeah, my saga was today. Like, I was setting everything up for the podcast. You know, like, so when I'm setting up for the stream, I just gotta like, I gotta get all of the uh, the Pike album covers in there, right? And I gotta get like the text changed and make sure everything makes sense. And um, so I was like getting all that ready to go, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I keep forgetting to make a little like scene for the Ralph scene, and so I was like, oh, cool, I'll just do that, so we'll be ready to go for that. And so yeah. I, I do that and I'm like, why can't I hear the music? And I'm like, audio monitoring is on. Why can't I hear this? And then I realize I cannot hear any audio at all from anything. <clears throat> and so I'm like, okay, well, that's a problem. Let's see if my audio interface is working. So I open up like mm -hmm. Ableton Live and I like turn on audio monitoring and I can hear myself. So I'm like, okay, so I can record audio in Ableton. So I'm like, that's interesting. So I can't do anything else. And uh, <clears throat> long story short, I uh, went through a lot of troubleshooting and I restarted my computer uh, like a bunch of times. Uh, the only thing I can surmise is that the Windows update last night somehow broke 
the way that this audio interface works with my computer. So next step after this is going to be to reinstall all the drivers for this audio interface and see if that fixes the problem. But the way it's working currently is that like I can only, I'm pretty sure I can just only get audio from like one application at a time. But it, but the, the mm. setting that controls whether or not multiple applications can use the audio interface simultaneously is set up correctly. So it's like it should work, but it is not. So I don't fucking know, but it sucks. <laughs> um, and uh, as a result, like I can't <laughs> use any audio with Streamlabs, and that's kind of a problem. Uh, so you know, well, I don't know. Yeah, that sucks. It's su I hate it dealing sucks, with drivers. Dude. Yeah, like, that's why I could never sucks. be like, like a, a Linux bro. It's like oh, fucking yeah. drivers suck, man. Yeah, drivers, I mean drivers are great. It's just like I like my drivers to be fucking automatic. Yeah. You know? So you know what's fun? I actually use Linux for work now. So all of my work is done on a Linux machine. And yikes! No, it's the actually Apple? rad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ooh, That's no. bleep that one. Uh, <laughs> at the Geek Squad, yes, I uh, I use Linux. Uh, no, what's fun about it is like I get to open like a new Unix shell to like do something new. So like I'm constantly I have all these like mm. you know terminal windows open and I'm just like typing commands into it. I feel like a hacker. It's kind of fun. Um, yeah, that but, sounds that sounds miserable to me. <laughs> it, it, like, okay, let me just say this: all I have to do is open up a shell and type in one line, and then hit enter, and then I am in a different application. Hey, it's, he, it's hey, uh, your shit, your shit. I'm sorry, your your shit froze there for a second. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch anything you just said. Eh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Pretend like you That's did. Fair. <laughs> Yay! Ha, 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 ha. Great relatable story, Spencer. Oh, yeah, excellent, excellent. Password University is treating you well. Indeed. Speaking of relatable content, I think it's time for goth news. I guess, no, not quite. We're gonna have nope. a Patreon update. All right, let's do Stop it. Stop forgetting about our Patreons. Patrons, whatever you call them. Um, yeah. Whatever you call, whatever you pa call. Patreon update. Hey, uh, we got a Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home watch along with me and Pat. Uh, it's kind of like a riff tracks thing uh, coming out. We got a lot of a lot of great jokes on there. You should check it out. Um, it's like uh, you know, cinematic Titanic riff track. Uh, you just download it, uh, sync it up with the video, watch it. It's great, super fun. Uh, yeah, that that's about all we got. Uh, we got a bunch of merch now. Go check out our merch. Oh, yeah, at, uh, some great stuff um, there. Yeah, at etsy.com slash shop slash dumb idiot BS. And also our Patreon is patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS. And we got a lot of fun stuff there. And uh, yeah, finally, a big, big shout out to our uh, $5 and up Patreon supporters, Dan Morrison, Dylan Lance, Ian Killia, Devin Saturnus, and our brand newest $5 and up patron from Canada, Jordan Hale. Hell yeah, brother. Hail we'll yeah. Love to hear it. Hail yeah. Hail yeah. <laughs> Jordan, hail yeah. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. All right, that's tight. Um, with that, yeah. I think it's time yeah. for Goth News. Oh boy. Beneath the weeping moon, it's Goth News. Goth this week,
week in goth news, Riot oh, yeah. Games has revealed the revamped gothic skin line, giving <laughs> League of Legends players something <laughs> to truly fear. Stemming uh-huh. from a player-voted poll earlier this year, it was decided that one of the oldest skin lines, the gothic skin line, was due for a much-needed update. Receiving almost double the votes is the next two lines, Arclight and Internal, the infamous gothic skin line, which hasn't seen a new skin for over 10 years, has taken wow. on a new name, Fright Night. Okay. Featuring featuring champions such as Annie, Draven, uh, Renata Glask, Trundle, and Urgot, <laughs> this newfound direction puts the skin line <laughs> at more of a serious and dark look as opposed to its prior cute and spooky look. I love that this is news that neither of us care about at all. <laughs> I care about it a lot, Spencer. Okay, yeah, you, you can, do. You can tell. Oh, okay, you can tell how how, how much <laughs> I care about like the characters. Um, uh-huh. Although the developers like- <laughs> didn't showcase some of the champions that were a part of the original skin line, uh-huh. and Mumu with his Emumu skin and Oriana <laughs> with her gothic Oriana skin. <laughs> They did show off the line's brand new look, one that will surely grab much attention. Wow. Yeah, I'd love uh-huh. to hear yeah, about okay, it. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, our viewer, our listeners, they want to know. They want to know. They want to know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They want to know. It's, if you're out there playing yeah, League uh, and listening to Buckethead, I hope you find a girlfriend soon. Um. <laughs> I think. I, I think, like, there's more like pressing things like a shower. Oh yeah, I hope uh, you find a shower soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh and in Goth Obituaries this week, we lost a true hero in the goth world. Gene mm-hmm. LaBelle, American grappling trainer, wrestler, and stuntman, passed away this week at age eighty-nine. LaBelle old. is best known for three things. Inventing the infamous and incredibly difficult to break LaBelle lock. Training former MMA champion Ronda Rousey on her her initial rise in the UFC, and perhaps most importantly, for being the man to choke out Steven Seagal. Oh, the legend yeah. goes right. The yes, legend yes. goes th- yes. yeah, that LaBelle was working as a stuntman on a movie set with Seagal mm-hmm. when the latter claimed that due to his extensive martial arts training in Aikido, it was impossible to choke him out. LaBelle knew that that was untrue, so challenged Seagal. According to every single witness except LaBelle, Jean immediately got Seagal in a rear naked choke and Seagal passed out and then pooped his pants. Which is the best thing. Jean, classy guy he is, has always tried to downplay the story. Absolute legend. Enjoy the big squared circle (laughs) in the sky, Jean. Most importantly, stay dead. Stay dead, brother. And finally, in goth news this week, John Schnatter. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Finally, in gothic news this week, goth and pizza patriarch Papa John Schnatter. Oh, there you go. Yeah, do, I was like, who a, are you talking about? Oh, oh I know. Okay. No, I needs needs that. context. Uh, doing a round of interviews at conservative political action conference last week made some interesting claims. He said, "Quote: Well, we were kind of the genesis of cancel culture." Speaking about himself. Oh yeah. At the ener- and the energy of CPAC and the positive, you know, the folks here, the reason I like conservative folks 
is they're problem solvers. The other side always seems to be the victim, or feeling sorry, or creating barriers or negativity. So the energy at CPAC and the positive can do or I can do attitude is infectious. It's very interesting uh, how the other side is always playing the victim and somehow he's the genesis of cancel culture. <laughs> the victim, the the genesis of being a victim of cancel culture. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Interesting words. Interesting. interesting words, Sean. Interesting is a word for it. I mean, there's, there's a lot more to unpack there, but I think instead we should just burn the entire suitcase. Yeah, Shatter, burn it down, baby. Yeah, Schnatter stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America, causing their stock to fall 30%. He then used the N-word during a conference call. Hey! Hey, we're back. Okay, let's talk about 96 for a second. So 96... The inverse of 69. Here we are. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a, nice. Unnice. Bad. It is bad. unnice and bad. Well, it's it's when I think I think a 96 is when you're laying in a bed with somebody and then you're, you're butt to butt, right? Yeah, but you're like on opposite sides of the, the yeah, bed, Yeah, yeah. Right? Opposite sides, like, he, he, butt he, to butt. But the genitals still line up and the butts still line up. You can still poop in each other's butts when you're yeah, doing you, that. Yeah, you so could still, still do that. It's still pretty yeah. gay. It's still, it's still pretty, pretty gay. gay. You know? still pretty gay. In a yeah. pooping in each other's butt kind of way. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, sometimes you you be getting up to that with your homies. Like, that's fine. It's chill. It's all good. Um, okay, it's also the atomic number of curium. Uh, I don't know what that is, uh, which is pretty fun. Um, and most importantly... It is featured in a song by a band that is very important to us. The 96 Bitter Beings, the band. 96 Quite Bitter Beings, the song by the band CKY. The band. Uh, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the band you're thinking of. Right. Wait, okay. So the band, the new band. We, did we, talk about, we talked about this, right? Did we talk about this on here or is this a separate thing? I think, I think we did talk about it. Okay, so 96, the, what, what is the name of the new band? Is it 96 Bitter Beings? Or yeah, it's just 96 Bitter, bitter Beings. N- no quite, it's just 96 okay. Bitter Beings. 96 Bitter Beings, I see. Okay, okay, yep. okay. Um, got it, yeah, okay. All right, so yeah, this is a Margera-less CKY. Um, is what 96 yes. Bitter Beings is. Okay, Correct. got it. It is, it is, it it. is the main songwriter, guitarist, and vocalist from CKY, right. but no Margera connections. So No Margera connections yeah. anymore. He just wanted to get away from that. And so, probably yeah. probably wise at this point with probably. Ben Margera doing the things he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, Ben Margera's always been doing those things. I think that people are just now realizing that he's not cute anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's just uh, sad. I mean, and he's bad. I think he's a, he's he's doing like I think a lot worse drugs than he has been. Like he's always been kind of a drunken mess, but I, he's he's obviously now hanging out with people who do some very weird drugs. And like if you've seen any videos, I don't know if you're on uh, Reddit r slash uh, uh, Let's Talk Bam. Oh no, it is. I would actually highly recommend it. It is like a bunch of people who are oddly obsessed with Bam Margera. And That's they like it's it's 
a ton of BAM drama. And they're like give daily updates every time there's like a video of him. Like people just speculate on how he is and how his mental health is and shit like that. that it's is like wild. wild. Is there one of no, those for I, Kevin Smith? Because I, I think that would also be a thing. No, we 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 all know how he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's telling no, no. us constantly. Kev, he, yeah, he's he's got yeah. like 30 hours of podcasts a week to tell us exactly how he is. So yeah, we don't need to speculate. I, I suppose that's true. I like watching movies and having sex with my wife, who's way hotter than me. Uh, uh, Canadian stuff. Hockey. Uh. <laughs> um, I wonder why Bam Margera commands such a de- like a devoted and intense following. You know, um, I, I think that's I th- pretty. I think it's probably, uh, you know, I think it's because there are. I mean, it's not a huge fan base, I don't think, but it is very uh-huh. dedicated, and I think a big reason is a lot of people like, you know, connected and kind of saw a lot of themselves in Bam back in the day. Right. Yeah, it's just right. like a. He's a shitty skateboarding kid, and, like, a lot of those people grew up to be actually be responsible adults, though, and, like, now they're looking at Bam, and they're like, oh, he's still the same piece of shit. That sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, never... Mm. Don't meet your heroes, you know? That's a thing. It's a thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that's pretty cool. Bam Margera, hell of a thing. 96 Quite Bitter Beings, hell of a song. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. it justifies CKY's existence? I think it probably does. Just the song alone. Like, you know. Yeah, I do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> so we're we're at ninety six. We uh we did it. We are yeah. nearing one hundred episodes of this podcast. It's getting into the point where we're starting to to have to jump around in the pikes because Buckethead just hasn't released them in the correct order. Mm-hmm. And Correct. so we're jumping or, you, around. Yeah. We're we're getting weird. We're getting crazy. We're listening to all these pikes. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a hell of a time. And we're we're actually, you know, it's it's weird because we're like, uh I think this is actually um, you know, if he didn't release any more pikes ever, this would be our tenth to last episode. Wow. We're on the countdown now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. We're on the we're on I think we should maybe call this the the catch up countdown. But like ketchup and mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like Heinz, I, that's what I thought yeah, you were the, talking about. Yeah, Heinz University. Oh yeah, the, the uh, yeah the, the yeah the, <laughs> the <laughs> callback to a joke on, I think I made on fucking soy trick. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Remember. It, it, yeah, it my, my brain is just a mush of content at this point. I'm like, it, it could have been a meme I made. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're we're up we're in the ketchup countdown. Speaking of ketchup countdown, if you had to rank like the the popular you know, the popular condiments. Let's see, say let's give me a top 3 condiments. Go. What do you got? Okay, just the top top 3 condiments. I mean, um, you can do a top so 5 ones... if you want, but I say top 3. I think it's easier. Um so number 3 uh, is going to be Different varieties of mustard. Okay. Just, I mean, well, do, do they have to be like? Uh, does it have to be like one thing or just? No, like, you can. You mu- can, pick can I say ge- mustard you can pick in a genre? You can pick a genre, genre okay. of uh, of condiment. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so mustards condiment. three. Mustards three. You got. Okay. This. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, number two is going to be mayonnaise. Interesting. 
And number one is something that is going to be very controversial, and uh, I, but I stick by this. I've held this belief for probably like a decade now. Um, uh, number one condiment is coleslaw. Interesting take. Coleslaw is a condiment if you want it to be. I mean, if you want a it to be. slaw is in, a condiment. It's in, like a relish. It's like, it's the same thing as a relish. It's just like differently prepared. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's, that is a weird and controversial take. I don't know yeah. how I feel I, about it. I said it. it is controversial. Some people don't like it, but yeah. then I make them food and I put like coleslaw on all of it and they're like, okay, you're right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, coleslaw right. is good. So I've actually been eating a lot of food with coleslaw in it because, like, the food at my uh, work, they put coleslaw on, like, pretty much everything. Uh, but it's, like, the the coleslaw that they make is, like, not as paste-like as, like, coleslaw that has a lot of, like, mayonnaise and stuff in it. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, no. No, it's got to be light. It's got to be a light. Yeah. It can't be can't be too pasty. Too, yeah, not yeah, too yeah. much mayonnaise. No, no, no. You got to make it, like, light. And, yeah, they make it light there, and it's... They put it on a lot of stuff, and I, I, re- I actually really like it. It's pretty darn good. I do like a coleslaw. You know what? Okay, my top three. I got to rank them really quick. Uh, mm-hmm. I, okay. So, okay, this is a bold take. I, I, it's okay if people dis- disagree with this. Number three, pickles. Pickles are a condiment. I, I just I believe that. Pickles are a topping, I'd say, more than a condiment. I see. I, I con- see. I see. Hold on. I see coleslaw as a topping mm. more than a condiment, and I think pickles. I see uh, pickles as a as a as a, to- as a co- here, condiment. Do, 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 no, 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 no. Relish is a condiment because it is it is so- it is sauce like in nature, and it mm-hmm. can be used sauce like in nature. Whereas pickles cannot. Pickles are a topping mm-hmm. because they they are not. They're not sauce based unless you're using like you're just dumping the vinegar on the shit and then it's disgusting. I have done that. You're dumping brine. Brine brine is a great condiment. Brine yeah. can be a great condiment for Pickle sure. Pickle juice is great. I, mm-hmm. I I'm still sticking with it though. Pickles. I think pickles are great. Mm. I use them as a mm. condiment. I use them to add flavor to something like a sandwich or a burger or whatever. I think they're great. That sounds like a topping. So so by is lettuce a condiment as well, Spencer? Well, is is are there tomatoes and co- are these onions? No, there's not. It's cabbage, you fucking dumb dumb. All right, you're, that's true. It, it is cabbage, but <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yeah, you don't. Whatever. Whatever. Number two, salsa. Salsa is a condiment, okay. and it's fucking yeah. tight. And then number one, yeah, yeah. I don't care who thinks this is nasty. Fucking ketchup. I love ketchup. Ketchup. That fucking is absolutely rocks. nasty. Dude, Disgusting. I love ketchup. I buy so Gross. much ketchup, and I go through so much of it. I fucking love it. All right, I think it's fantastic. T- top three, top top three ketchup brands. Go for it. Uh, ooh, uh, oh, okay. Um, number three, uh, the Kroger brand one, uh, just because it's cheap, uh, and it's, it's a dollar fine. a fucking yeah. bottle. Yeah. yeah, it's a dollar, and it's fine. Uh, number two, Heinz. Uh, Heinz is a classic. You know, it's there for a reason number one amy's amy's ketchup fucking slaps i like that shit a Mm. lot uh i gotta go with the tangy boy fucking hunts no sugar is so goddamn good Mm. okay Uh, i don't think i've had that also the heinz one that's made with organic honey bucks i don't know if i've had that one i don't know if they still make that 
but yeah. Uh, yeah, when they made that, that was so good. Um, yeah. Hmm. All right, all right. Yeah, I like the Amy's one because it's like a little tangier and it's a little less sweet. It's real nice, mm. real nice. Yeah, when it when it comes to stuff like that, I would actually say like I prefer tomato paste to ketchup because you can make a ketchup out of a tomato paste, but you can sure. also make so many other things. Yeah, um, you can. and also you don't you're not forced to have the sweetness if you don't want it. Right, you can have a spicier or more savory ketchup if you want, which I like. I do like a savory ketchup. I do. Mm. It's a good time. Mm, me as yeah. well. Well, yeah. speaking, speaking of a savory, savory ketchup, ketchup <laughs> it's time for a bucket fact. Let's do it. <laughs> bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. Today on Bucket Facts, we're going to talk about a project that doesn't get talked about very often in Buckethead circles. Although it's a project Buckethead recorded with on multiple occasions and had a relationship with for at least five or six years. Uh, and we haven't discussed them on the cast yet, and I don't see them discussed much in Buckethead world or on the social media. So today we're going to discuss the band Refrigerator and their self-titled album, as well as their EP Somehow. Refrigerator? Refrigerator. Yeah. Okay, I've never even heard of this. Which, uh, it's, it sounds like a band Buckethead would play with, though, right? Just oh, based definitely. on the name. Yeah, and it yeah. sounds like he would have like a special name for that project. Like he would call himself like Old Milk or something, <laughs> and everybody's named after things that are in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that sounds right. Or yeah, he just yeah be like Cold Chicken or something like that. Yeah, they. Oh, that's um, that. Yeah, there you go. Chicken yeah. salad. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> Ooh, that's what they call me. Uh, that's what they call me down at the docks. Um, <laughs> so it's because you can toss my salad, and I'm afraid of everything. Right. Um, yeah. Refrigerator yeah. is a noisy lo-fi indie rock combo formed in 1990 uh, by Shrimper Records owner De- Dennis Khaleesi mm-hmm. and his brother Alan Khaleesi. Although information right. is sparse. And it doesn't seem as though he worked with them earlier in his career. Buckethead actually did do an early interview with the brothers in 1991 in what I think actually might be the first interview, uh, which he does in character as Herbie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Also, George R. R. Martin, obviously a fan of the Khaleesi brothers, right? No, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's spelled like C-A-L-L-A-C-I. I might be mispronouncing it. Whatever. But... <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> um so some years later in 1997 <coughs> excuse me the brothers would contact buckethead again for work on their debut self-titled full-length album they would have buckethead play strings but not in any of his conventional ways mm-hmm. on one song buckethead is credited with banjo and on the other song he's credited with playing guitar but only guitar harmonics uh, from their follow-up EP, Somehow, from the same year, Buckethead plays on one single track called Home Run Kings and plays samples as well as guitar. Nice. Yeah, It's pretty interesting music, um, of not entirely out of the vein of most Buckethead, uh, sorry, if not entirely out of the vein of most Buckethead recordings. It's definitely indie noise vocal rock, um, not for everybody, but... You know, if it's your thing, it's a rare little piece of Buckethead recording history that is drastically different from basically the entirety of his catalog. Sure. And if you're into that kind of thing, you know, like noisy indie rock, like, I don't know, Sonic Youth or whatever, uh, you probably dig this to some degree. So I'd say 
Check it out. Fuck it, facts. Wow, look at that. We, we listen, listen to three, three more pies this week. Wow. Sure. Uh, Pike 288, Pike 291, and Pike 292. Exactly. Uh, liminal monorail. Fog ray. Uh, I don't remember. And galaxies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't oh. remember what that was called. <laughs> uh, let's start on uh, liminal, mo- um, liminal monorail. Right. Uh, released on February 28th, 2021. Mm-hmm. The same day as previous Pike Electrum and 92 days after Through the Looking Garden. Right. And oddly, the same day as the previews for Pike 289 and 290, mm-hmm. neither of which have been released. And how long has it... Wait, sorry. How long has it been? It's been like a little over a year? Since, what, the last Pike? Wait, no. Since uh, Pikes oh. eight, no, 288 and 289 were supposed to be released. Oh, um, this is February 2021, so uh, year and change. Yeah. Right. Okay. About a year and okay. Now. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, so this one, uh, yeah, uh, this one's two tracks. Clocks in the entire album, kind of a shorter pike at 2731. Uh, two tracks are Liminal Monorail um, and then Hawks Glide. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about this album? It's Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. It's not I mean, my it's, favorite. It's standard Buckethead. Yeah, it it's uh, I mean, being that it's two tracks, the two tracks aren't super diverse, and they do get right. a little repetitive. Uh, they do for the most part, but the for the most part, like the production's really good. The songwriting's fine. It's just like you know, it's one of those ones where the songs are too damn long. You the know, song like after five minutes, I'm like, okay, I get what you were trying to do. Yeah, the rent's too damn high. Songs are too damn long. Right. Um, yeah, it's and, um, no, it's yeah, okay, okay. Sorry, I lost my notes here, and then I'm trying to find them. This is one of those ones where it's got like one short song and then one 25 minute song, right? Or no, no, this is the other um, one where it's just like no, the, the, half, no yeah. yeah, the yeah. the other two albums are like that, but this right. one is like a 14 and a like a 13 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. So these okay. are two super long tracks. And the, uh, so the first one is, you know, it's an alt metal song with mm-hmm. like big grungy guitars yeah. and little leads and solos, some tight bass and drums. Yeah, and I was really going to say synths in the back. Yeah, like the bass, the mix here is really good. If I could say nice things about yeah. it, I would say like the mix is really good. Like the, the production's um, great. Yeah, yeah, the production is great. And it sounds nice. And the bass in particular, like sounds really nice. It occupies like a really large part of the musical, you know, spectrum in this mix. And it sounds really like big. Which is nice. The bass yeah. playing is not terribly interesting, but it is tight and it is nah. big sounding. So you I mean like there is that, but yeah. it, this is relatively like kind of. I'm tr- struggling to say this in a nice way, but it's kind of like lazily paced. It's kind of like it's not super fast. Yeah. It's not super slow. It's kind of like very mid tempo. Which mid tempo is kind of like my least favorite tempo of music. Definitely, definitely, right? yeah, yeah. Would, especially, would... especially with Buckethead, right? Yeah, because right. it's just that's where he just explores like being a little bit melodic and like kind of riffing a little bit and just like not going crazy and not going like beautiful and touching and heartfelt. And so, right. you know, and it's not even in between those two things. It's just like him doing his own thing on the side here, which is fine. And it's like a thing that like. 
you know, I think uh, got a lot of people into Buckethead in like the early 2000s, but it's something that he's really, I don't know, at least to me, kind of played to death, especially in the Pikes and his whole catalog altogether. Sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a whole thing. And, uh, that said though, you know, it's a solid, it's a solid Pike. There's some nice little leads and solos. The, The synths are nice to hear when they pop up. Um, it is a solid, oh, the, but not the synths are like all throughout the album. Yeah, like the synths are actually. I think on all three of these albums, mm-hmm. like there's just a ton of synth pads all over the place. Yeah, and it like gives them a great sense of atmosphere. I really totally. like the synth pads. What what I really meant by that was that like most of the time they kind of like blend into the background, and it's just it's there to like accentuate the atmosphere. But sometimes they get a little bit louder, and you can like hear them. And so when they when they mm. pop up like that and you're like, oh wow, this part is really like made better because of these like synth pads, like it's nice, you know. I, I like hearing that. So yeah, I uh, second track. I like the second track more than the first track, Hawks Same, Glide. Yeah. It was uh, a lot more mellow and uh, kind of more of like a soaring melody, uh, kind of a similar production. The combo of drums, a subtle bass, and big synth pads again. Um, it was a little more repetitive than Liminal Monorail but manages to keep it interesting most of the way through. It was yeah. just like, I don't know, something I think Buckethead is better at, or something more to my sensibilities than just like, you know, mid-tempo alt metal, which I'm yeah. not a huge fan of, to be honest. Not huge, not huge. Not somebody huge. Uh, somebody in the YouTube comments for this one was like, is this a reference to The Simpsons? Because they said the word liminal in episode blah, 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 blah. And then there's the famous monorail the episode. Monorail as well. episode. Yeah, monorail episode as well. And then somebody just responded and was like, the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, what? <laughs> no. It's, is this a reference to Seattle? Because the uh, the mall where the monorail is, the top floor was closed for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I've never ridden the Seattle monorail. Have you? Uh, that was actually my question for this album: is Have you ever ridden the Seattle monorail? <laughs> no, I I never have. Yeah, like I walked underneath I've, it a couple times, and then I, I never go to that yeah. part of the city. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm I'm in that part of the city a lot, but I did uh, a lot as a kid, and I actually have a friend. who I think he's still one of the guys. He's like one of the three guys who drives the monorail. That's a pretty sick job. It is a pretty sick job. He does a lot of uh, fucking Shibari stuff on the side. He's a pretty cool dude. Nice. Yep, Shibari monorail. That's a, that's a Buckethead Shibari. album right there. <laughs> Shibari, yeah, that that is a very buckethead <laughs> album, Shibari Mono. I like that. Actually, that's kind of rad. Um, uh, okay, if you could install a monorail between two points anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. what would you choose? I would never install a monorail because they're highly inefficient. Mm. I would, I would do like a high speed rail or something. No, no, you're required to use a monorail. Um, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> um, oh, okay. Okay. You know what? Fine. Um, uh, so it would, it would go from, um, the, the nearest Greyhound bus station to wherever you're living at the time, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if I have to make a monorail, it's, uh. Gonna drop all the weirdest people in the world <laughs> off at of your house, bro. That reminds me when I was living with Meth Dude, and uh, he 
fucking kept making friends at the bus stop and bringing him back to my house. And I was like, no. I had to, yo, I had to sit him down and have a conversation. I had to be like, Ronnie, you can't invite people from the bus stop to my house. Like, you can't bring them here. My my things are here, and they are from the bus stop. And he's like, oh, well, how am I supposed to make friends then, man? Well, I'm just like inviting my bus stop friends over to smoke meth. It's fine. We're not going to mess with your stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like someone's kind of classist in this uh, situation, Spencer. <laughs> and maybe perhaps, perhaps ableist a little too. Uh, well, okay. A- another part of that story was that he lived in a room in my house and he, despite the fact that we gave him a key to the front door, he refused to go in and out through the front door. He would only climb in and out through his window, uh, which was, which got the neighbors mad at us and it turned into like a whole thing. <laughs> and yeah, it was a situation. <laughs> but yeah, Ronnie those bus stop is meth definitely friends. a situation. Bus stop meth Bus friends. Bus stop meth friends. That's another buckethead album. They're the best friends. Yeah. yeah, that's the best friends you make in life, or the bus bus stop meth friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of bus stop meth <laughs> friends, uh, did you uh, Pike Pike's two eighty nine and two ninety were never released, and in his, they were actually never even titled. Right. Unlike most of the other unreleased Pikes, these yeah. two never even got titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did actually put up previews of both of them though on his um, Bandcamp. Did you happen to listen to those? I actually did not. I forgot to. No. Well, I'll, I'll give a give a brief rundown of them. Uh, yeah, Pike yeah. Explain it to me. preview. Yeah, so Pike two eighty nine um, is about two point five minutes a minute, uh, mu- two point five minutes of music, and it's like a bunch of different sections from an album, like kind of mixed together, uh, with like brief, like silent interludes and whatever. Um, and so it sounds like he definitely made the entire album, just like never released it. Um, but it's about two. Uh, point five minutes of, you know, a pretty big mix of stuff, mostly types of metal, uh, and it mm-hmm. starts out with like a really cool baroque part, and then co- goes into some kind of like classic doom stuff, almost like uh, Black Sabbath, I guess. It's pretty All right. cool. Um, then Pike uh, two ninety is only one and a half minutes long, and it's just a couple different clips. Uh, one of them's like a big space rock song. One of them's a super proggy speed metal song that really sounds awesome, and it has like crazy fast bass runs on it. And I, I oh, nice. really want to hear Pike 290. Yeah, yeah. Pike 290 sounds like a, a banger. But, that sounds uh, rad, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I love any fast bass runs. Like, I've, I've been working on a song myself where, which has, like, a very fast bass thing in it. And mm. uh, as someone who is very experienced with playing fast guitar things, playing fast bass things is, like, it's, like, mm. different muscles. It's, like, a different vibe. Um, There's... I, yeah, I, I'd say there is a point in playing bass. I mean, there there is definitely an upper shelf with how fast you can play with like mm-hmm. your hands, uh, and like even like picking and stuff like that. There there are some things that like are basically only achievable by techniques that are non conventional, like tapping and shit like that. Right. Like at some point, like uh, I mean, I've never seen like uh, a really good clean bass sweep with no distortion whatsoever on like a six string bass uh never never it's like it's basically impossible unless you're like tapping uh mm-hmm. or using distortion it's it's nuts um right but yeah so it's right, it it's makes, it makes that, sense uh, i mean due to the nature of the instrument you know how it works like it's 
just a different kind of a thing. Now, people obviously, like you said, using unconventional techniques, they have figured out ways of doing it, making it work, making it sound cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's a mm. lot of inspiration to be had there, for sure. Um, so, pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, bass is a whole thing. I always want to hear stuff with cool bass. It's, it's great. Speaking of cool Me bass, too. there's a... There's a jazz festival happening in San Jose, which is like about 10 minutes away from me. I think I might, it's happening today. I might, I might head over there and check it out. Sounds kind of cool. You should. Jazz, jazz is sick. Uh, yeah. Anybody uh, you heard of playing? Or? No. That's the thing with jazz festivals, which kind of keeps me away from checking them out, is like, I'm always like, oh, cool, a jazz festival. And they look at it and I'm like, I've never heard of any of these people. Like, I'm sure they're amazing, but I, I it would take so, so much so effort the... to like look into like who these people are. Yeah, so I mean, so I guess like the thing, the reason you don't go to jazz festivals is you really don't listen to new jazz at all. No, I don't. And like the the problem with that is like I want to listen to new jazz, but like I don't even know where to start, right? Like I feel like I need to find some kind of jazz influencer. Ask me to tell me the thing. Ask me. <laughs> I listen to new jazz. Like, are you kidding? Like I like when we were doing the album reviews. Like I had a new jazz album like every month. I listen to new jazz, dude. I love that. Yeah. Like awesome new jazz. Awesome new shit. I always want to hear that new jazz. I'll send you the, uh, I'll send you the, the jazz fest. You can tell me if you've heard of any of these people that are playing. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Do that. Do that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of jazz festivals. Sure. Hike 291. Fog Ray. uh, Released on April 9th, 2021. 40 days after a liminal monorail and Electrum. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, this one uh, clocks in at 29 minutes, 51 seconds, just two songs once again. But uh, first one's like five minutes long. Uh, second one is like 25, 25 minutes yeah. long. Just like the previous bike, um, so um, the- actually, too. Uh, previous bike does that as well. Um, and then, so this one, it was, what do you think? What do you think of this guy? It's fine. I don't know. I felt fine about all of these. I didn't super like any of them, and I didn't hate any of them. Well, um, so, yeah, this one was fine. Oddly enough, I feel like the first song, Piston, that was like the five-minute song, was a lot more repetitive than the second song, Fogray. Right, I Um, agree. Yeah, this one was at least like a little bit different. He was doing a lot of that like thing where you like cock a wah pedal and then like use it to like make sounds you know what i'm talking about so like you take a wah pedal and you like yeah. pitch it forward so you get that really like mid saturated sound and then you, he do, he's doing like mm-hmm. like dead note stuff um so it was like a lot of yeah. that um but mm-hmm. it worked i mean it wasn't like i'm not saying that's bad or anything but it was like a lot of that and that was kind of like the kind of structure for the album yeah yeah and so he he used a lot of effects to like build interesting melodies i thought and so what he was doing on guitar was interesting it's just like there was just it was 25 minutes of it i guess was mm-hmm, the problem mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if the the second song was the length of the first song it would be awesome but the problem is he just like did that like five times and i'm like yeah, yeah after like yeah. the first five or ten minutes i'm like yeah this is fine like i get what he's trying to do uh but he's like it, it was uh kind of the same formula for the entire song what he'd do is he'd uh play like a pattern or a riff or whatever for like 16 bars sometimes with a lead or melody over it sometimes not and then it would start to get quiet and he'd be real dynamic and maybe like palm mute the same riff or like play it like a lot cleaner or something like that or maybe on a lower part of the neck 
um, and then explode into a new riff. And he did that over and over and over and over. And uh, I was just like, after a while, I'm like, okay, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Right. I get it. Did you get it, Spencer? Yeah, I got it. I thought it was fine. Speaking of things that I get, okay, we're going to talk about CKY here for a second because I pulled up the CKY Wikipedia page because this is the 96th quite bitter episode. CKY? Because I got <laughs> Um, There's a great little anecdote here uh, that I'm just going to read verbatim. The group began touring in the United States in promotion of the album. This is the promotion of in- Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild in 2001. Um, and in November, they were invited by Guns N' Roses frontman Axl Rose to perform in Vancouver as the opening this, yeah. warm-up act for the Chinese Democracy Tour, just three days before it was due to begin. Speaking about the news, Margera revealed, this is Jess Margera, not Bam, that CKY had to cancel two of their own shows in California in order to travel to the Guns N' Roses concert, but admitted that he was psyched because that's probably the biggest of the year. However, due to a delayed flight blamed on, quote, mechanical troubles, Rose failed to arrive to Vancouver in time, and the show had to be canceled, inciting riots started by the audience members. Yep. Yeah, this was a big riot, too. Like, they burned a ton of cars and shit like that. It was fucked up. <laughs> I remember the news when that happened. How many How many riots has Axl Rose started at this point? Uh, it's just funny. Uh, God, I... If a- Axel Rose could be like the most effective leftist organizer, because he like he just like organizes riots on accident. He's yeah, so fucking for good. Sure, yeah. I know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm just trying to look mm. it up. I don't know. He's been a. Uh... <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah! Wow. There's uh, a lot of stories about riots started by Axel Rose. Oh my god. Yeah. There's so many. Uh-huh. There's like way more than I thought. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He started like 30 fucking riots or some shit like that. It's nuts. Oh my god, 1991 riot, 1999 riot. Like, oh mm-hmm. my god, 2001 riot. Wow. The 1991 riot seems like the worst one. It's in uh St. Louis. Yeah, they they did way cooler riots back in the day, I feel. Like <laughs> fucking Yeah. Yeah. The jack, jackboot fucking militarized police have ruined cool riots. Yeah. Fine. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, but yeah, if you if yep. this album were to incite a riot, where do you think that riot would take place, and what kind of property would be destroyed? Oh, it would uh, take place inside uh, my intestine, and uh, my butthole and my toilet would be destroyed. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> that tracks. Um, I, yeah. I I'll, I'd take that. Uh, yeah, this pike is. Okay. It would it would be a it would be a it would be a dire riot. Oh, it's my favorite poem of the show. That's also the name uh, of the episode. Speaking, <laughs> what? Dire Riot. Is what the is name what? Of the Fine, one sec. <laughs> riots, whatever. Uh, what the fuck is that word? It, it autocorrected it to diarilo, diarilo. Probably a French word. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck either. Um, yeah. Speaking of not giving a fuck, uh, Pike 292 Galaxies, uh, released on May 30th, 2021, 51 days after Fog Ray. Like a month and uh, a half. Yeah, basically. this one. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, this one, uh, once again, two tracks. First one's like five minutes. The second one is like 25 minutes. Right. Uh, and it's it's kind of the same thing again. It opens it's up with a similar, driving yeah. metal rocker. Yeah, it, it opens up with like a driving metal rock song that's fine. And then a song that's like more down tempo, a little more diverse. But this one kind of has more like a southern bluesy vibe. Sure. Or maybe a southern rock or sometimes like a southern metal vibe. But it's like... I don't know. It's it's slow and it's it's all bluesy, and I'm not a huge fan of the bluesy stuff, as you know, and I don't yeah, think you are either. I'm not. This one I, was I, fine. I didn't I just, hate it, but it was like it was like the previous bike. It was fine. You know? Yeah, the the t- I I definitely like spaced out on the titular track and was like, uh, my mind's tired of listening to this. Right. Um. Yeah. 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 It was fine. It was fine, and it's. It makes me wonder, like, all of these are pandemic-era buckethead pikes, and I'm wondering, like, how that affected him. Yeah, I'm curious about know, he it. He just stopped touring. Yeah, and he stopped kind of making pile pikes for a while, and you figure, like, hold up in home, he'd just, like, release a ton of pikes. Right. But, like, he, he released less pikes during the pandemic when he was holed up in home than, like, during the years when he was constantly on tour, which is kind of strange to me. So, you know, and I've talked about this before, but, like, it makes me think that, like, hey, maybe it takes him longer to make these pikes than we think. Like, maybe, yeah, maybe, like, he did make a bunch of shit during the pandemic, but he just hasn't put it out yet. Like, maybe he is sitting on a bunch of material. Maybe he's waiting on Dan Monty to finish up all the drum programming and shit. I don't know. I mean, another thing I'm wondering, too, is, like, I mean, how many pikes did he kind of have, like, ready or in some stage of completion when he started making pikes. Right. Because, like, him and Dan Monty at that point had already been working together for, you know, the better part of a decade, and I wonder if maybe he just had, like, so many, like, half-finished tracks and shit that he's like, hey, Dan, I've got, like, 500 songs. Like, let's just start putting together albums, and maybe he already had, well, you know, like, the first 50 pikes basically almost ready to go. Right. They just needed to be produced. Right. And so, you know, it makes me wonder, like, yeah, and it just makes you wonder about the process. And that's, like, one of the most mysterious things about the Pikes is the process. Like, mm-hmm. because he doesn't release any kind of booklet with any information, he doesn't release any credits or anything like that. He doesn't that. have a YouTube and the channel. Only time he did, like, he doesn't really communicate yeah. with his fans outside of, like, the occasional mm-hmm. post on his website. And I mean very fucking yeah. occasional post on his website. Yeah. And so, uh, in... As far as we know, Dan Monty has not worked on any of the pikes in the past few years up to this point. Because uh, he, uh, on his website, I want to say he only has himself credited up to 2019 on the pikes. Right. And so, so I don't know if he hasn't updated his website or he just, you know, there was some reason, or maybe it was the pandemic and it's like, hey, it's not safe to work together. Or, or but, maybe, you know, since like, then, or maybe all of the pikes that we're hearing now, maybe all the ones that he's releasing now him and Dan Monty finished in 2019. Like it, it is entirely possible. We just don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I mean, he, uh, yeah, coming up, he does have a couple of pikes that he definitely made in 2019 or 2018 or 2017 because they're live pikes. And right. those are the last times he played. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, that, you know, it's, it opens up a whole box of mysteries and much like Buckethead, like, you know, if we ever get any answers, it usually just brings up more questions. So, yeah. What's what? Uh, what's the use in unraveling the mystery if it's just going to be a greater mystery beyond? Right. I feel that. I feel that. 
Mm-hmm. That is how I feel. Yeah. What's uh, what's your a lot of things? What's your favorite su- uh, Mario Galaxy game? Uh, I only ever played a little bit of the first one. I never. So here's the thing. Oh, I have I never. I have. They're ne- all fantastic. So despite being a huge fan of video games, despite playing a lot of video games for my entire life, uh, I have never owned a Nintendo home console. Um, never in my life. Wow. I, I, no. That being said, I did have uh, a Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Color. I had a Game Boy Advance, and then for a very brief time, I had a DS. Um, but that is that's it. I. Uh, I think the the Nintendo console I've played the most is definitely the Game Boy Advance. That was the one that I definitely played the most. But um, yeah, I never had a Nintendo home console, so there are a lot of games that I did miss out. Now, uh, many years ago, I say many years ago, but it was probably more like two or three years ago. The past few years have felt like a lot of time. (laughs) Um, I did uh, load up Mario Galaxy in an emulator and actually play a little bit of it. And that game seems fantastic it really seems great it's got it's such amazing. a charm to it yeah it seems awesome yeah yeah um did yeah, you play all, both of them like the yeah i played both of them uh i never got to play what was it super mario universe or the the one after that the one i saw i saw some people uh, playing it though yeah uh yeah i what the fuck i i don't know why it's leaving my brain the the switch you know one. what i'm talking yeah, about the switch yeah, one. yeah 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 it looks really cool and like yeah. they're all rated insanely well uh Odyssey. the galaxy games Odyssey. i gotta say are like Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Odyssey. Um, the two Super Mario Galaxy games, in my opinion, are probably the best platformers ever created, and may it might just be the best platformers forever. They're fucking possible. Insane. Yeah, certainly. Like, uh, it's I might, you know, you know what, cool you know what I might do today. I might load up What's the up? old Dolphin emulator and give it a shot to playing some Mario Galaxy. That could be fun. Oh shit! I, I thought you were gonna play Echo the Dolphin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be I'm great not. if the, the emulator only played dolphin-related games. Yeah, yeah. Just it's just Echo like, the that like, and like Echo. football games with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, dolphin. If they have an Ace days. Ventura pet detective, the uh-huh. game. You know? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that that film is unfortunate, man. Like the. Uh, the end is unfortunate. Everything else is cool, especially when he fucking sings, or he doesn't sing, but he goes into the Cannibal Corpse show, and yeah, then in the fucking so credits, he he's, or not, I think it's in the credits he sings. Yeah. Or maybe it's in the outtakes. Dude, but like one of my favorite things is the picture of him and Alex Webster, like, is just yeah. so, it's so funny. Like, you've seen that image going around, right? Like, it's it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty yeah. good time. It's a, it's a classic. It's a classic, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's 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 it. We listened to Three Pikes. We that's did That's it. That's yeah. Holy moly! Would you like to go on a journey with me? I would love to go on a journey with you. Where the fuck are we going? We're going to the fucking bucket void, brother. Whoa! from the bucket void. god oh my god wow it's the part of the show where we look at youtube comments laugh at them ha 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 ha. okay let's get going uh ha 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 brother um don hughes says 11 months ago when i'm writing sci-fi buckethead in the background inspires me to write awesome stuff lol like 
Hell yeah. Erotic fan fiction? Like what type of awesome stuff? I hope so. Buckethead I, fan I, I fiction? I hope it's that awesome. Yeah. yeah. The, one, the one where yeah. like Herbie and Buckethead like have a midnight tryst. It's, which is really just like Buckethead <laughs> masturbating with a mask <laughs> on his hand. With... <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Do you think Buckethead cool. jerks off with a mask on his hand? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so Josh Domosly mm-hmm. says one year ago edited some terrible LARPing in the comment section. Mm-hmm. This is the music X-Wing fighters would probably be blasting during battle if Bucket had showed up at that cantina played a set and got those other bums who play there kicked out and then he got famous in that galaxy and everyone bought his pikes. <laughs> wow. That, this, <laughs> one thing you can say about this man is he does not lack imagination. Uh, maybe he does. Certainly. Because he just basically ripped off yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> and also like, why is he calling yeah. the cantina band bums? They fucking slap, dude. Cantina yeah, Band is like one of the Max best. Max Rebo? They're one of a uh, different band. Max Rebo is from Jabba's Palace. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a Cantina Band, and they're like, they're sick as fuck. Right. Like, yeah. They, they yeah, rule. In- they, they play sick. the best wrote, jizz in the galaxy, man. The best jizz in the galaxy. They wrote the horniest song in the galaxy because yeah. A, it's jizz, and B, it's Australia's favorite sex jam. We, we yeah. know this. It's yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's the sex playlist, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur Johnson two months ago says something that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. talented musicians are fairly common among artistics but the creators that follow nothing but their inner voice if they're real lucky just might lead to painless death or an outlier parentheses a statistical anomaly this outlier, comma, is named Buckethead. <laughs> What's his point? I don't know what this means. What's his point? I, I don't, don't know. Is he saying like lots of so, artists can be good, but Buckethead's good? Like what? Or like what's the, with the painless death thing? What the fuck is he talking about? Dude, I don't. So I read this comment like four times and was just confused, more confused every time. Also, I did a long pause there. That's because there is an extremely long space. It's like, it's like. 30 spaces between mm. yeah oh, that's, a segment there yeah that's that's what that uh, Dave Matthews band song is about the space right. between oh. yeah it's it's oh. about this youtube comment yeah exactly about that yeah that's what DMB be right. writing songs about is the youtube comments right right um okay so i learned i learned a new word today and i don't know how to pronounce it and i know you're going to know what this is about so that's why i selected this comment um, or this is actually two comments. It's a comment and a response. Um, and you're going to help me understand it a little bit. Uh-huh. Gores says one year ago, I feel like a lot of people tend to forget that Buckethead is a character that Brian created and every work is part of the act. And then Dennis Severance responds and says, ain't going to break kayfabe like that, brother. Kayfabe? Kayfabe? Yeah, you got it you right. You know what it's, this is? Yeah, it's kayfabe. So it's a it's a term in wrestling, uh, and actually it it right. it extends to everywhere else. Basically, where like 
people are putting on a performance. Kayfabe is the idea mm-hmm. that, like, as a wrestler, you are in character, like, at all times, basically, and your actions mm-hmm. should always support what your character is doing. And so, like, in Kayfabe, if you're a heel, like, even if you're a really nice person in real life, like, you, have you know, to be if, a dick all the time. Yeah, yeah. like a kid comes yeah. up and, like, asks you to sign an, an autograph, you just, like, sneer at him or something like that. And, you know, or if you're right. a good guy, even if you're a dick in real life, you know, if a kid, like, tries to give you a high five, you give that kid a fucking high five. And that's what kayfabe is. It's like, and a lot of people are now realizing kayfabe extends to everything in that, like, you know, like, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema are part of the, you know, democratic capitalist project kayfabe and they pretend you know that they're the boogeyman on the fucking democratic team so the democrats don't actually have to do anything for the american people and they can only just you know do an upward transfer of wealth to fucking corporations it's all kayfabe it's all a fucking act it's political theater (laughs) love this don't love to see it actually hate yeah, to see it but yeah why, interesting yeah. word i mm. never heard that word before i looked it up saw it was a wrestling term and then was like all right cool I'll, this will give something for brit to talk about yeah. um <laughs> so i threw it in there yeah. um youtube user er ch says one year ago definitely buckethead over anyone zappa is not even in the list Anybody who thinks Zappa is considerable doesn't know music. Ah! I mean, Zappa, <laughs> Zappa was like this wasn't a response to anyone. I either. love this that. Is just I like love that. Solo, just like solo <laughs> Zappa hate. That's why I love it. Yeah, like, just hating on Zappa. We need more of that on the internet. There's too many bros who just love <laughs> Zappa. I, I want more people to be like, yeah, Zappa sucked a guitar, and then just like watch comments explode. I I would love that. I should do yeah. that. I no do one, more no one liked, disliked, or responded that to that That sucks. Comment. I'm um, surprised there's no Zappa stands in the comments. Right? Right? Um, okay. This is uh, one of my... Fa- this might be my favorite YouTube comment of all time. It's really good. Uh, YouTube user, regular guy, says two months ago, edited. I grew up on Van Halen and the like. When I became a Christian, it was hard for me to listen to that stuff. Now with Buckethead, no lyrics, all just good jam. Praise God for Buckethead. <laughs> well, it's, it, it bothers me when people like decide to do a thing in life and make that define everything they do. And Christianity is one of those right. things. Like, it is definitely one of those things. Yeah. Especially like evangelical Christianity. They're they're fucking nutters about shit. And they're like, oh, you can't watch that movie. It has anti-God messages. I'm like, it's a fucking piece of art, man. Like it has all kinds right. of messages. And like by suppressing that, you're just mm-hmm. like, you know, putting yourself in a fucking echo chamber where like and like just disregarding reality entirely. Like, and that's how people right. you know, you go from media to news sources, and like that's how people get living in fucking fantasy lands and conspiracy theories totally dude um i think it's super funny though that van halen is too hard for this guy like van halen really Mm -hmm. like what exactly is like well i mean anti-god about van halen when when (laughs) he said ain't talking about love i think he was talking about fornication spencer hot for teacher oh yeah not very christian message 
Um, <laughs> that's true. Can't argue there. The fucking Not very uh, Van Hagar song right now. That's about helping people. You think Christians do that shit? They, some of them kind of do, but most of them don't. <laughs> I mean, on, um, on the whole, systemically, they don't like the the yeah, money and yeah. resources that are given to churches versus how much of those resources go to help people is is uh, a pittance. It's a pittance. Yeah, you hate to see it. You you really do hate to see it. Um, you you, you know what you love to see though. Anna Angela, mm-hmm. one year ago, says. Someone please tell me there's a comment about what Keith this is, at least like the first movement I really want to know. Um, so, Britt, my question to you is, what's your favorite musical Keith? My favorite musical Keith? I think all Keith and uh, <laughs> any any uh, hash concentrate is going to be musical. No, 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 no. Keith. Keith, the name. Oh, K-E-I-T-H. Oh, Keith. Um... Yeah, and it's capitalized too. So they typed Keith. Keith. They type. <laughs> I think they're talking about Key, but they typed Keith. So we're, you know, who's our favorite musical Keith? Keith Richards, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I think I that's mean, the only I, one I, I can think of. I can't. Oh, uh, how about Keith Moon? Is really cool. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's a. It's another good musical Keith. Love to see it. Oh, uh, love to see it. Uh, Keith Urban. Keith Urban. He's not my favorite though. I'm gonna go. Oh with, yeah, I'm gonna go with, an, I'm gonna go with Keith Moon. Uh, oh oh oh, a fucking um, from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Keith Emerson. Uh, there ja- you go. That's jazz, a great one. jazz pianist Keith Jarrett is also great. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You've got, of course, Cool Keith. Right. Um. That's all. It's a lot of musical Keiths. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Play Good Stuff says one year ago, Always amazed. Outstanding, brother. 70 years young. Got my axe out again. <laughs> Gonna start chopping heads. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I love, as I've stated before, anyone who lists their age in a YouTube comment, I'm always gonna love it. I always want to see it. It's I, my favorite. I, I want to see... Something you never see uh, is like, I'm 24. Like, no one ever has right. like, yeah. <laughs> no. A r- well, no one. There yeah. was one YouTube comment that we talked about in a previous episode where it was a guy that was like, I'm 30 and I like blah, blah, blah. Like, right. that was a very rare one, though. Very like, you rare. never see that. It's very yeah. common. The, yeah. the it's far- very uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, the, I think the least common age to say in comments has got to be 24. And like, there's a right. you know a distribution graph a, a fucking bell curve that goes out from there, and uh, mm-hmm. although like it peaks again fucking at like sixty, or I guess it's an yeah. inverse distribution graph. Yeah, yeah, because like there's tons of people. I mean, I'm twelve years old and this is the only music I like. New pop music sucks. And then the other ones are like, mm-hmm. I'm ninety seven years old on my deathbed <laughs> and I just discovered Buckethead. I just got my axe out. Gonna chop some wood. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we love all those. Um, so, Brit, mm-hmm. the time has finally come. Whoa, with Morris the Day? The return. What? No. The return of our favorite YouTube commenter. No way. Jordan Vine, baby. Master of the ship key, a bucket bot divine. Come and 
Jordan Vine finally returns, my friend. Are you glad to see it? I'm glad I to, love see to see it. it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you an image that we're not gonna read yet, but I'll let you know. This has got to be one of um, the newest Jordan Vine comments. Yeah. So all three of the Jordan Vine comments we're gonna read today are from uh, one year ago. Love it. Edited. Uh, well, actually, two of them are edited. One of them's not. Um, I'm gonna read the first two, and then you and I are gonna do a uh, call and response on the last one. Okay. Sounds good. I just text Sounds you. good. Yeah. Um, so Jordan Vine said one year ago, edited, I'm so glad his just doing pikes now because the pikes are way better than the normal albums. I'm not saying the non-pike albums are shit. I'm not saying that. I just prefer the pikes. That's all. I believe he's way better and so much better doing the pikes because he's got more freedom and not signed to a record company like he was before telling him he can't do this and he can't do that. Yeah, he's got way more freedom doing the pikes and this one is fucking phenomenal. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for coming Dude, back we love for it. us, Jordan Vine. We appreciate you so much. I know. It feels so good to read these comments again. It's been a long time. I just I love his writing style. Mm-hmm. I want him to write what I say to people in the real world. I want him to 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 dictate my life, dictate my communication with others. Interesting. I think it would be lovely. Okay. Um <laughs> You wouldn't have a job for okay. long there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So he follows this up with a, another comment in the same thread. So he actually went on a fucking tear. So remember how we figured out a while back that Jordan Vine has two YouTube accounts? Yeah. Um, so he, on one of the pikes this week, he commented from both of his YouTube accounts like yeah. multiple times. Yeah. And like, he just like went on these rants and there were so many of them. I actually like only selected a couple for us to read, but there were a lot. Um, so... I love to see that Jordan Vine is still alive in 2021, leaving YouTube comments. This mm-hmm. rocks. Hell yeah. More power to him. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, more power to them. We actually uh, you know what? can't presume. No, no, Spencer. More power to us. Yes, to uh, us. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so Jordan Vine says, one year ago, not edited. Ooh. Amazing! I prefer Buckethead on his own doing his own stuff recording his own stuff i know he's done collaboration albums with other people and other bands and artists and i'm sure they're all good and amazing but it's not just him it's a collaboration of different ideas from other musicians i don't care if buckethead is involved or playing guitar on it i just prefer him on his own solo doing his own stuff. That's all. Love it. Love it. It's, Dude, that's, he basically said the exact same thing as the last comment. <laughs> I know. Like, it's so good. And that, that, those were and both on the, the same, same pike. Thread. I love that. I love yeah. that. He just needed us, us to know twice, you know? We, we needed to know twice. Yeah, he needed, a, he needed oh. to say it twice. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. he, like, listened to it said that and then listened to it again and said that again. I don't know. 
So I just texted you a uh, yes. an image here. Yeah. Do you uh do you want to lead or should I? We're just gonna uh I'll 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 start here. Okay. And we're just gonna do line by line. We're just gonna yep. go back and forth the way mm-hmm. that it's split up here, okay? Yeah, yeah. Got it. To me, Buckethead is the best and greatest guitarist to ever, ever, ever in the entire history of music to play the guitar. No one else is better. No one. Okay, 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 okay. Fine! Someone might say, Slash. Slash! No, no, not, no, not, don't, don't yell slash. Someone might say, Slash. Someone might say, Vi. Someone might say, Satriani. Another might say, Gilmore. Another might say Clapton. Another might say Zappa. Callback. Another <laughs> might say Petrucci. Someone might say someone else. Someone might say someone else too. Fine if you think either of them or someone else is the best, then fine. But I truly believe that Buckethead is the greatest to ever play the instrument to be honest with you. Jordan Fucking love Jordan Vine. Holy shit. That's so great. Return of the King. Return Hell of the yeah. fucking King. Yeah. Ex- extended edition, baby. Return Extend- of the King. Yeah. Penis extended edition, motherfucker. Hell yeah. So we got a few more, and then uh, and then we're gonna wrap things up here. Um, so we're gonna Bienvenido Velasco says eight months ago edited. Buckethead is the Edgar Allan Poe of the guitar. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. What does that is mean? the most nonsense comparison I've ever heard. Yeah, he's it makes a, no sense. He was a depressed alcoholic. There you go. <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't think Buckethead drinks. He doesn't. Like, that's I, the I, thing. Yeah. yeah like, he's, that's the thing. He's, he's got nothing in common with Edgar Allan Poe. Right. <laughs> Absolutely I mean, they're, at they're all. Both, they're both white. Like, uh, yeah. American? Uh... Right, right. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pretty weird. Pretty weird, but funny. Um, In an amazing one-two punch, uh, this user left a comment, and then another user responded. Uh, Adam Name says one year ago, Elon Musk should send a car blasting Buckethead's whole library of music from it to Mars when they go the next time. Shut the fuck up. No. And then... Crusher responds nine months ago, Musk doesn't deserve Buckethead. I agree with Crusher. <laughs> Which I agree. Fuck yeah. I Fuck fucking yeah, agree. Crusher. Yeah, hell yeah. Crusher rocks. Shout, shout out to the Buckethead community for putting that person in their place. Yes. yes. Elon yeah. Musk does not deserve to listen to Buckethead. No, he um, deserves a, uh, a bunch of kicks in the balls unless he likes that kind of thing and then he doesn't deserve kicks in the balls. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, yes. Um. Two more. Mark Coveus says one year ago, I'm a dinosaur. All my heroes have passed on to the father. 
Buckethead ah. and Bonamassa is all I have left. Thank the good father for Joe and Behead. <laughs> what do you think of Joe Bonamassa? Do you have any opinion? I don't care. He plays like big band swing music. That shit sucks. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I don't want to listen to that. I mean, he's, he's a really, um, really incredibly like tight guitarist. Like that dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plays things so, like, like album perfect. No hate. Yeah. No hate. Like, I, I just like, I've heard that guy's music. Okay. So, you know, I, okay. Let's break things down a little bit. The the Joe Bonamassa song that I've heard the most, they used to play it fucking Toys R Us when I worked there. Mm-hmm. And I got mad and hated that song. So I hated Joe Bonamassa for a long time after that. Oh, wait. Actually, holy shit. I am was wrong. That Brian that was Brian Setzer? He was a Brian was Setzer all! song. You dumb motherfucker. I knew it. I knew it. You <laughs> son a of a bitch. Song. You goddamn yeah. motherfucker. He sounds pretty much the same, though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was, uh, yeah, I was sorry. I was laboring under the delusion He's, that we were talking about Brian Setzer, basically, not Joe I have never listened to Joe Bonamassa jo- because Joe I was like, I, well, so hold <laughs> on. I saw Joe Bonamassa and I was like, I bet that shit just sounds like Brian Setzer. I don't want to listen to it. It's, it's, it's basically, he's like uh, Brian Setzer. If Brian Setzer were like uh, a Toto level of studio guitarist. Like, okay. he's just incredibly technically good. I don't care about his music because mm-hmm. he plays so cleanly that I'm like, yeah, that, that's boring. You know, but he's very mm-hmm. good. He's just like... I'm sure he's good, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's he's one of those guys who I think should be more of a studio guy instead of, you know, mm-hmm. a front man for his own band where he doesn't sing. I'm like, yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> All right. To close things out, mm-hmm. Doily, 1998 says, one year ago, what we and you and I are doing today, mm-hmm. hell yes, making Saturday great again. Wow. Okay. Great. Perfect. <laughs> Statements from the bucket boy. Oh my God. Wow. Oh Look at that. Oh boy. what We're at the part we of the show where we recommend a thing. If we want to recommend a thing, what do you uh, what do you got to recommend this week, Spencer? Well, so I have been dealing with being very sad lately, mm-hmm. and that's a thing that we all have to deal with every now and again. Hopefully, not all the time. Um, but as a result of trying to cope with that, I started working out, and it, I've been working out consistently for over two weeks now. Nice. And it's you know it doesn't solve the problem, but I gotta say it helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, just like getting your body moving, like mm-hmm. making yourself feel a little bit stronger, feel a little bit like better, like you're actually like doing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it just releases a bunch of like chemicals in your brain yeah. that just well, help you feel better. A bunch of chemicals in your brain <laughs> and a bunch of chemicals in your body. Like, I mean, right. Yeah. Like, like, um, like, yeah, like brain chemicals can like help your body feel better too. And so certainly yeah. and they can uh, working out helps you sleep better too, which is a huge thing definitely. when it comes to mental health huge right and like so yeah i've been having trouble sleeping as well and so uh working out has certainly helped that as well and so i just gotta say you know out there you know there's a lot of reasons why people might want to start working out but if you are experiencing depression like i cannot recommend getting some exercise enough Uh, it it really really helps um and i i think you should all try it it's pretty good Mm -hmm. what do you got to recommend Britt? I'm going to recommend the exact opposite thing. Uh, X-Men, the animated series from 1992. 
Um, Fuck yes! I love uh, that show so, so much. I've actually so, watched through all of it. Uh, yeah, I, recently. I, I'm almost done with all of it. Um, all of it's up on Disney Plus. So I've just been going right. through Disney Plus lately because I have it and it's ad free and. You know, they have some good content on there. Like, Disney has a pretty big library, especially of, like, they have a huge library of fucking nostalgia. And so lately I've been watching X-Men the Animated Series, which fucking rocks, Darkwing Duck, which fucking rocks, and actually, another thing I gotta recommend is fucking Gargoyles. That shit slaps. That cartoon goes so hard. Fucking one of the main characters is played by Jonathan Frakes. And then right, another yeah. one of the main characters is played by uh, Marina Sirtis, both of them mm-hmm. uh, respectively yeah. Riker and Deanna Troy from uh, Star Trek Next Generation. And it's awesome. Yep. And like, there's like five other cast members from TNG who do voices on there. They're just not regulars. Yep. Michael Dorn is on there. Yep. Um, bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, Jordy Geor- right is uh, yeah, a recording character, mm-hmm. uh, LeVar Burton, rather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, like, I, yeah, fucking old cartoons, old nostalgia cartoons, fuck, dude. And also, dude, they really do. The theme to fucking animated X Men is, sl- is slaps, the best theme. It slaps harder than any theme to ever exist. It's so I good. completely agree. It's yeah, like it's so fucking good. Like like fucking Transformers isn't as good as the X Men theme. It's so oh, fucking no, I completely sick. agree. Well, yeah, and it's done on like so all like good. MIDI guitar, and it sounds so shitty, yeah. but it's awesome. I fucking so love it. So awesome. Uh, and the, the the intro animation is so oh, sick, yeah. where it's like zooming through the characters, and they're all doing their special yeah. moves and stuff. Fucking love it. It's that. so tight. Like, and there's the animation's really good. And also, one thing I really like about X Men the animated series is that the storylines that they tell are based on real comic book storylines, and they do like multi-part episodes, like very frequently. Yeah, yeah. they've got some and big they, like they two, three, the four parts. Yeah. Too. Um, the continuity is very well maintained and, in that show. It's it's and, really good. And so the thing I think I love most about it, and why I recommended it before Gargoyles, is X Men has always been very political, and the show is insanely political. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's it's like basically like the X Men is a vessel for politics told through superheroes, which is great. And the yep, politics are definitely. super interesting because like, you know, it is almost like leftist infighting because it's like a minority group. Uh, who is being persecuted and they have two different ways of dealing with it one is like cooperating with their persecutors and trying mm-hmm. to make them better and one is just destroying their persecutors and you know as a leftist we you know that's a that's a big fucking debate in the whole community it and so like it's it it's awesome to like see that kind of codified through media and like represented in an interesting way even even if stan lee when he wrote those stories wasn't exactly trying to go for things like that. And oftentimes he was, because he's, you know, he's a pretty political guy. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, like, they they do have meaning in our our modern world. So highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Fucking great shit. Yeah, I, I, I can get a second that. Highly recommended. Very good. With that, I think it's time for my favorite part of the show. Let's get into some uh, bucket jokes. Hey, how come when you leave fruit out, you get fruit flies, but when you leave a clock out, you don't get time flies? I wrote that joke and I'm like, I, I erased it and then I'm like, no, control Z. It's too dumb to leave. Uh, I'm glad you kept it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, 
speaking of jokes I deleted initially, did you hear about the guy who got knighted by the Queen of England for having insanely toned eight pack? No. Oh, he was absurd. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What What do a swinger party in an elementary school have in common? What? Hopefully nothing whatsoever. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, did you hear about the atheist who is secretly a deacon? No. He had an alter ego. <laughs> you know, threatening letters to the president are a lot like boomerangs, except instead of gravity, the Secret Service returns them to you. <laughs> uh, it was really condescending when George W. Bush left office. I'm sorry, I misread that. It was really Condi's ending. Mm. That's a Condoleezza yeah, yeah. Rice joke. Yeah, yeah. Cond- it is a Condoleezza Rice yeah. joke. I love that. I feel like I'm back in 2002 get, get, all over get, again. Guess what? I wrote a second one. Speaking of Condi, why did Dick Cheney? put his phone up Condoleezza Rice's pussy after it got wet. <laughs> Why? Well, when he Googled it, the instructions said to stick his phone in dry rice. I hate that joke. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good, though. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. But George W. Bush really taught us that a house divided by a Boeing 767 cannot stand. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, cool. Uh, so I, uh, I bought some drunken noodles, but uh, they were in recovery. Turns out they're soba noodles. Ah, uh, I like that. That's good. That's nice. Um, I'm an organ donor. But apparently Salvation Army isn't the place to leave a spleen. <laughs> no, nice. I'll end my jokes on uh, this one. Uh, the only place it's socially acceptable to pick your nose is a consultation with a plastic surgeon. Oh. Hey. Wait. All right, let's get into some That's bad jokes. I, uh, I mm-hmm. scour the internet for the worst and most downvoted jokes on Reddit and other places. So let's get into some of these. Mm -hmm. That toad from Mario sure is a fun guy. Yeah. What's the difference between a redhead and a brick? What? Well, a brick actually gets laid. Oh. Aha. As a good guy, I finish last with bad bitches. Sexually. (laughs) Oh, okay. As a new geometry teacher, I should brush up on circles, but there's no point. Okay. Some people live their lives according to a code. So do I. Morse code. What? (laughs) What? Wait, what? (laughs) 
So, so, like you actually use Morse code? That's the joke? I don't know. I didn't write That's this shitty so fucking joke. Um, That's so funny. A very wise woman once said, nothing. Oh. Ha ha, women bad. Ha. Yeah, women bad. Uh, when baking bread, don't throw it away if you've burnt it. Black loaves matter. Oh no! Did that one? That one got zero upvotes. Like because you can't see anything in the negative. So if it's downvoted right. into oblivion, it doesn't show it. It just shows that it's zero. That one deserves to be downvoted so, into I, oblivion. I'm presuming all of these are in the negative because all of them are just right. zero. Right. Uh, I can't find a release date for the Star Wars Rogue Two movie. Mm-hmm. I've got a date with destiny, and it ain't gonna <laughs> end in a kiss. Okay, wait. Okay, we gotta take a step back. The the Rogue Two joke, that was the whole joke? I can't find a release date for the Star Wars Rogue Two movie. <laughs> like, I feel like I know what they're trying to do there, but that is the worst structure of a joke I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it's a real, it's a real abortion. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, and then the next one, I've got a date with Destiny, but it and, sure isn't going to end with a kiss. And it ain't going to end in a kiss. So he's going to fuck Destiny? Or he's not going to fuck Destiny. Hopefully he doesn't fuck Destiny's child. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's that's that. Uh, Now we're going to get into what I'm going to call the the Hall of Shame for now. These are the (laughs) these are the the jokes that uh, are in the negative, but I think they should be in the positive because personally, I think they're funny. Excuse me. Okay. So, uh, so here's the first new one for this week. A man walks into a stable and the horse says, why the small cock? (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's fucking funny. That's fucking funny. That's a funny joke. joke. I know. Yeah. Why the small cock? That's a funny, like, subversion of the original joke, like, why the long face? But it's like fucking funny. Like <laughs> it's it's like yeah, it's, it's funny. Yeah. It's good. It's That's a good great. joke. That's a um, good joke. Uh, the one from last week. Hitler's favorite sitcom was Mad About Jews. Right. Yeah. Still, still pretty funny. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kurt Cobain received mind blowing head on <laughs> April fifth, nineteen ninety four. Favorite joke of all time, I think. Like that joke is fucking incredible. I, I it makes me happy so much. every time. Every I read time it. I hear it, I I laugh. We should print that on a bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah, we really should. That would be awesome. And then the one that really just takes the cake for me because it's so bad that it like reverses course and becomes, in my opinion, one of the greatest anti jokes of all time. Ouroboros of a joke. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um. Two women walked out of a library. They cleaned it so well. 
fucking joke. That's that's the show. Yeah. Where, where can we that's find you show. on the uh, the internet, Mr. Spencer? Spencer.zone. What about you, Brit? You can find me or you can find the cast at uh at a bucket cast on most socials or go to patreon.com slash dumb idiot bs to uh, check out our entire library there and both of our shows and all of our fun Hell fun yeah. fun 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 stuff yeah a lot of fun stuff a lot of fun stuff with that i have been spencer and you know what i've been britain goddamn britain <laughs> you've been listening to getting head a bucket, a bucket cast, cast. Stay greasy, Bucketheads. And namaste, brother. I bet you thought the show we was lied. fucking over. We're, yeah, it's I not bet you over. It was fucking over, but there's we not. Got, no, we got one we, more thing. The the densest and most like obscure part of the show. It's time Bam for Margera. In, uh, sorry, uh, it's time for epic Ralph battles. Epic Ralph battles of in history. history. You can't try to get laid or watch people. You gotta go out and get that job. Wow! Look at that. 2009, Bamuel Margera released his seminal film, Ming Hags. It was actually a seminal we, film. Seminal, seminal film, film Ming Hags, mm. it, that includes our favorite scene of all time. Each week, we each rewrite the scene and read the rewrites to each other. This is weird. I know. Just go with it. Yep. Britt, who are we starting with today? Uh, it's up to you. I don't really care. Let's uh, let's do mine first. I think yours right. is easier to. We both did uh, historical ones today. Oh, um, it looks like mine is a a biblical uh, uh, one. So, my favorite Bible verse, which is Second Kings two twenty three, um, is a story or is a very short story in which the prophet Elisha, son of Elijah. Um, is made fun of for being bald by some kids. Oh, they, is he the one who... Him, they're like, oh, I know exactly what happens. This is like the like, best story like, ever. Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, bald head, hey, bald head. And then he gets mad. He curses the kids. Mm, and yeah. then God sends two bears to maul 42 of the children. Like, where are <laughs> these bears showing up in fucking, like, Israel, dude? Like, what the fuck? I don't know, man. I don't know. Wild, wild. But uh, this is a conversation that happened between Elisha and God. Um, right. You want so to be Elisha or God here? You're going to play Elisha, uh, okay. who's the Ralph character in this case. And yeah. I would like you to do just a classic Ralph voice for it. You it's got a classic it. Ralph, Ralph voice, all right? Okay. Um, I mean, shouldn't, I'll, I'll shouldn't be... God, God sound more like Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but uh, not for hey, th these purposes. Hey, my son, you want to pray to me? Hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, Elisha. 
Are you just going to allow those children to mock the balding head of hair I gave you? Nah, there's a prophet's widow I gotta help it for. You can't try to perform no miracle for a widow. You gotta curse those kids. Nah, I'm gonna try to stay chast for you tonight. Elisha, I'm getting tired of it. You're gonna curse those kids today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up, but I will honor your wish, oh lord. <laughs> it broke me. Um, back in the day, I'd make prophets kill their own kids. I'd like you to understand how chill I am being about this. Your chillness is as resolute and unwavering as the side of a barn. If we were in the desert, I'd let the devil tempt you. Well, this isn't a desert. My faith will save me. I can't believe I gave my only begotten son to save you. I am saved, O oh Lord. What a waste of son. My name is Eliza. In fairness, your bald head does make a good target. By the end of the day, two bears will maul 42 of these insolent children. See this curse? It's gonna hurt those kids. Wow. Grow some hair! <laughs> I thought a bear would be more <laughs> yeah, that was, that was appropriate fitting. than a that cat. That was very fitting, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, yeah, your your read of that line like fucking destroyed me. That was, that was oh amazing. lord, <laughs> that really got me. Really good. Honestly, like like Ralph the Bagger reading the Bible on audiobook would yeah. be objectively one of the funniest pieces <laughs> of audio really to ever would. exist. And their members were the size of donkeys. <laughs> Um, all right. for, for God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son so that you might live. <laughs> Our God who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. From kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. For thine is the power and the kingdom in heaven. Amen. <laughs> this is unhinged. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. We're, All right. Uh, Give uh, us some context <laughs> for yours, Britt. All right. So uh, listen to the dollop. You listen to the dollop? Dollop's great. Mm -hmm. um, they've been recently doing a dollop on, uh, it's a big like four-part dollop or something, on Aaron Burr. Uh, mm -hmm. who famously killed Alexander Hamilton and who is famously and perhaps infamously the villain in the play Hamilton. Right. And uh, basically uh, all of the history in the play is fucking wrong and Alexander Hamilton was a terrible piece of shit monster and uh, Aaron Burr was actually the hero of that entire story. Uh, but his mm -hmm. career was ruined by uh, shooting Alexander Hamilton. So... Uh, I right. don't. I don't care who you are uh, here. I'll be Hamilton. Uh, you want to be Hamilton? All right. Hamilton, Hamilton. is the uh, the Ralph character. Right. We can do a regular Ralph or not. I don't, I don't care. Nah. All right. Nah, Aaron Burr. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. All right. 
Jesus Christ, Alexander Hamilton, aren't you supposed to stop slandering me in the press today? Nah, Aaron Burr, I've got to be a, a... Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, let's do the start again. Jesus Christ, Alexander Hamilton, aren't you supposed to stop slandering me in the, br uh, in the press today? Nah, Aaron Burr, I've got to be a pro-slavery British loyalist at four. You can't be no bullshit Federalist. We gotta have that duel. Fine, but I don't want to die tonight. Hamilton, I'm getting tired of it. You're an imperialist, a fascist, and pro-British. You don't belong in our great nation of America. We're gonna duel today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up, but fine. If we must. Back in the revolution, we would shoot turncoats like you. You couldn't shoot the side of a barn. If we were still in the war, I would slice your throat with my bayonet. But we're not in the war. My shooting will save me. I can't believe I even help you rise in politics. I'm in politics? What a waste of influence. My name is Hamilton. Your dogshit politics make for a good target. Certainly after I am victorious, I shall continue my success in politics. And they shall write a musical about me in 250 years in the future in which I, Aaron Burr, am the hero. Bang! Well, looks like you're dead. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Well, that's it. You fucking did it. Did. We rock and did. roll. Uh, rock and roll butthole. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Send me your track.